Tell them to bring me my money. All right, guys. Let's go. And coming in at number one, we got football, baby. Welcome back, everybody, to week nine of our Saturday Sweat DFS edition of the Tutty Talk podcast. And God damn it, we sound so much better than we did last week. So sorry for that. And speaking of last week, Chase, why don't you give us a little bit of a review? But before you do that, how are you doing this fine Saturday morning? I'm doing awesome, man. It's, it's kind of cold in here. It is cold. Kind of cold in here. But yeah. yeah, hopefully audio sounds better. Ready to roll. Uh, good week here. It's a lot of plays. Good looking slate. Uh, 11 games on the slate. But looking back to last week, I was bragging about my record. Only hadn't cashed once, and of course, when you open your mouth, guess what happens? Jimmy G is what happens. We were solid on Jimmy G. We thought Jimmy G was the play. Still believe in the process. I think it was the right play. Unfortunately, Jimmy G got hurt and didn't play in the second half where Nick Mullins came out and put up, I think, 17.5 fantasy points in the second half, which I think Jimmy G was fully capable of. So... On the shoulders of, of course, Jimmy G, one of my least favorite and one of the least talented quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. We did not cash. The other miss was we were so locked in on Derrick Henry at the top at 8000 when Dalvin Cook was 500 bucks cheaper than him at 7500 I really thought that in the wind, in that matchup against Cincinnati, that Derrick Henry was just going to get the ball in his chest 30, 35 times and we could see another game. Like he did uh, when he went loose. Oh my, who was that against? Dalvin or Derek? Derek Henry. 200-yard game. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Anyways, running wild. That's what I had envisioned. Unfortunately, the matchup was juicy as well for Dalvin Cook. Clearly, he was the play with almost a 50 bomb. But here we are. We're back. Uh, we nailed Brandon Ayuk. Kendrick Bourne was a good play too. But again... Derrick Henry went off against Houston. It was Houston. Yeah. That's right. That's what I had envisioned. It's not what happened, but so be it. It is what it is. That's what happens. So we're back for another week. Yeah, and obviously, like we talked about in our uh, weekly podcast, uh, last week was just so gross in fantasy point scoring across across the league. But this week, oh boy, this week is juicy. Seattle at Buffalo. Carolina at KC, Las Vegas at at the Chargers, Houston at Jacksonville. There's a ton, a ton of games on this slate where you have to make some pretty tough decisions when it comes to almost every position, um, especially tight end, but we'll get into that later. Let's just jump into quarterbacks. A lot of options. Um, I know the totals for a lot of these games are pretty high for Week 9, so there's a lot of good quarterbacks to choose from. Chase, which quarterback are you finding yourself playing a lot of? I I know when I look at this list, I see Herbert, who's down at 6,800 against Vegas, which is one of the best cheap options you can find. That's that's kind of been a theme the last few weeks for Justin Herbert is he's been a really good cheap streamable option. Um, but are, are you tempted into playing a guy like Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray in week nine? It's tough because there's so many good plays, so many good matchups for these quarterbacks. So we got Patrick Mahomes all the way up at the top at 8,100 against Carolina. 
think people are going to be off of him a little bit, kind of because of the narrative that we saw last week is like, oh, there could be blowout potential here. Well, what takes what it takes for the Chiefs to blow out a team is Mahomes threw for, what, four or five touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of similar spot there. I'm not going to play Mahomes. I don't like paying any 100 for my quarterback. Kyler Murray's there at 7,800 versus Miami. Again, I think I really like Kyler. I like the matchup. There's just better plays at a cheaper price. Where I start putting guys into my pool for the week is Russell Wilson at 7,600 against Buffalo. We know Russ is going to cook. Again, there's no running backs there this week. Chris Carson's out. Carlos Hyde is out. It's going to look like the DJ, DJ Dallas show again. So not a lot, a lot of options for Seattle to attack Buffalo other than through the air and letting Russ do what he does best. So I really like Russ. Um, I actually haven't made my official decision what quarterback I'm going to oh. play. It's going to come down to Sunday morning because there, there's too many guys here. The next guy is Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. that I really like at 7,100 against Jacksonville. $500 cheaper than Russ. Yeah. And the fourth easiest matchup for quarterbacks, again, clearly Jacksonville. Not the greatest. What I worry about with Deshaun Watson is that he's in a great spot, but there's obviously blowout potential. And I know I just kind of talked about, well, what does it take for Mahomes to get there? They're playing Jake Luton, right? Mm-hmm. Go Beavs, Oregon State, Jake Luton. Turnovers, defensive touchdowns, sacks, fumbles, all that mess that could get this game out of hand really quick i think he can still get there because he could throw four touchdowns but it's sort of a tiebreaker there for me where it's like okay deshaun at 7100 or the next guy who's a hundred dollars cheaper is josh allen against the seattle defense that everyone is shredding it's the third easiest matchup for quarterbacks and he's cheaper than deshaun i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you on josh allen just just for a second i'm just gonna throw out some 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 reasons why you, maybe you shouldn't play Josh Allen. There's a lot of people who's expecting him to rebound in Week Nine. The last three weeks, you know, against KC, 16 points. The Jets, 15 points. New England, 13 points. I mean, it's it's been declining. I'm actually not really sure what that reason is. I mean, New England and KC have good defenses. We know that. But when you look at Josh Allen, the yards are dipping and dipping fast. With Jamal Adams coming back for Seattle, does that make you hesitant at all whatsoever that that secondary's improved and that Josh Allen's been playing poor? Or is this just going to be that bounce back week that everyone's expecting him to have? Yeah, bounce back week. I think Jamal Adams is a great talent. Unfortunately, the position that he plays doesn't transform that defense. The weeks that he was playing, they were still getting historically shredded by passing attacks. So uh, just Josh Allen, his rushing upside, dude isn't afraid to throw it. The weather and in Buffalo is supposed to be beautiful, 65 degrees and sunny, so no weather concerns there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Josh Allen. He's kind of, as we're sitting here talking, I'm like kind of messing with my lineups. He's one of the two that, that I think I'm gonna, it's going to come down to the wire with between him and Russell Wilson. The guy beneath him, a lot of talk about this guy, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Probably going to be the lowest price you will ever see Lamar Jackson. 6900 He gets Indianapolis, who 
has been solid this year, but Bryce, I think we both agree, overrated. Not on the Indianapolis train. Darius Leonard's back, but still, what Lamar, the threat that he has with his feet at 6,900, he could break a slate, clearly. That's a bet on talent play right there at 6,900. I know you like the guy beneath mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert's been solid every week. Um, Las Vegas has been playing well. You know, they're winning games right now. They're above 500. It is impressive. Um, I I actually don't know how this game's going to go, but something tells me that both of these teams are, are scoring 20-plus points in, in this matchup, and, and that's just kind of how I feel about it. You know, Vegas doesn't have a phenomenal defense. The Chargers have have lost Bosa this week, so that takes a dip as well. Um, I don't see the Chargers, once again, running the ball a whole a whole lot, unless it's, of course, the second half in the last couple weeks. They've been blowing leads in the second half, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of assuming that if Vegas takes a lead, has a lead in the second half, um, or, or the Chargers don't go up early, Herbert should just be passing this whole game. So that's kind of kind of where I'm leaning right now. I don't think that that uh, the Chargers can afford to blow another matchup in the same type of fashion that they have the last few weeks. Uh, I think that Vegas is is putting points on the board pretty easily right now. Uh, they they're probably going to run Josh Jacobs quite a bit in this game. I, that's just my opinion. That's how I feel. But I think. When we're, we've always, I mean, we preach this, right? Cheapest quarterback with the highest potential every week. Herbert has been that guy for, for the past, uh, well, since he kind of took the starting job. So I think Herbert's the best cheap option. What do you think your best cheap option is? So there's two guys that are much cheaper than Herbert. Herbert's 6,800. If you're going all the way down, two plays and then kind of a bonus third that nobody's going to play. But Derek Carr. At 5,700, again, we were just talking about that matchup against the Chargers. It's the fifth easiest matchup for quarterbacks. Derek Carr scoring 18.4 fantasy points per game. The last four games that the Los Angeles Chargers have played in, the total points scored are 69, 57, 68, and 61. Again, Carr, 18.4 fantasy points per game. He's chilling there at 5,700. I think he's a really good cheap option if you're going to go all the way down. I don't think you have to go all the way down because we have some salary savers at running back and wide receiver and defense at tight end. But if you want to, I love Derek Carr there at 57. One guy beneath him is Drew Locke. Drew Locke at 52. We know Drew Locke has not been phenomenal this year. We're just playing the matchup here. It is the easiest matchup for quarterbacks. He's 5,200. I'm not sure I'm going there in cash. I will play attorney stack with him. I am no, I'm going to. I'm going to play attorney, a Drew Locke attorney stack mm-hmm. with Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, and I think Noah Fant is one of the better plays on the slate, and then bring it back with Julio Jones. I, I like – at first I was a little hesitant about Locke, but after seeing what he did against the Chargers – he put up almost 21 points in fantasy against them. I think that he can easily do that against Atlanta, uh, if not more. Uh, as long as he's throwing three touchdowns and 
I think they're getting Judy more involved in this t- in this type of game. Uh, I think that Drew Locke, yeah, I could I could see Drew Locke as the best cheapest option here. I I, I kind of like that. And speaking of that game, I think Gurley at sixty two hundred is interesting, but we aren't playing him. And why is that? We're not playing him because there's better options. Uh, the big question is the guy at the top, Christian McCaffrey. He's back. Hmm. He's back. Christian McCaffrey's back. Is he playable? Is he back? He's yeah. back. Oh, okay. okay. Is, he, sure. is he playable? He is the most expensive running back on the slate. He's already priced up. We got no time for a cheap Christian McCaffrey. He's 8500 They play the Chiefs. Bryce, is he playable? Would you touch him there? Hell no, I ain't playing him. Hell no. That's that's too much. And I get it. It's Christian McCaffrey. He's the greatest running back in the NFL. But, but, you got Dalvin. $300 cheaper playing against the Detroit defense, who everybody, everybody is running all over. Um, you got to find a way to get Dalvin in your lineup. But if you're trying to not play Dalvin, you're trying to maybe move and allocate that money to the wide receiver position, I, and I never said this in my entire life, I think James Conner is good to play against Dallas at 6,900. He's been, and we're talking cash right now, he's been, since week two, one of the most consistent running backs in the league. Uh, when it comes to fantasy, now he's posting over ten plus points per game. He is he is he booming every week? No, but if there was a matchup where he could go for twenty plus points, I think that Dallas is probably that that team that he does it against. And it's it's crazy to say that James Conner is the safe is one of the safer plays here. Now I, I'm not I'm seeing on our sheet. You're not quite in on James Conner because there are other options. And yes, there are plenty of other options. But my eyes have gone to Conner. It's just an easy pick for me. Uh, when I look at the guys below him, I see Evans at 6,800. I like that. But I, I don't know. I still don't have a good feel for what this Miami team is doing right now. I, I don't know if... And I believe that their secondary is elite, but I don't... I, I, Edmonds is just now taking the starting role. I mean, it could go a number of different ways. I think there's a lot of variance with what Chase Edmonds can do, and everyone's playing him this week, which I understand. We're playing cash. We want safety. Jacobs at 6,300 is that. Would you agree? I like Jacobs. Uh, I like Chase Edmonds more, a big Chase Edmonds guy. Um, Back to Dalvin really quick. Third easiest matchup. We saw what he did last week. He is a lock at the top. I don't think we're missing anything there. We're not going to look back on this and be like, oh, shoot, should have played. Now Derrick Henry instead of Dalvin like we like we did last week. Uh, CMC, what Matt Rule said last night is interesting. He said, we have two running backs. We don't have to push one guy to play too much. So I'm anticipating a split workload for Christian McCaffrey, which – is going to keep me and is going to keep everyone off of him, and I'm just not going to touch him in cash at that price when we don't know what he's going to look like coming back from injury. Uh, we talked about you talked about Chase Edmonds, Josh Jacobs, 
I think Chase Edmonds could play every single snap in this game. DJ Foster is his backup. It's not Eno Benjamin, who a lot of people like. Uh, Chase Edmonds has been playing 36.5% of the snaps with Kenyon Drake, yet he's number eight in targets, number four in receiving yards, number seven in receptions. So elite receiving production, and we're playing on DraftKings, which is a full-point PPR format. Really good receiver, clearly, yet he still boasts the number three, 5.6 true yards per carry in the league. Arizona's run-blocking efficiency, this is bonkers to me. AZ's run-blocking efficiency, number one in the NFL. And... Really? Yes. We talked about... You talked about Miami's defense. They absolutely secondary clamps. Byron Jones, Xavier Howard... Clamp the outside. Number eight easiest matchups for opposing running backs. They're a run funnel defense. I absolutely love Chase Edmonds this week. That doesn't mean I don't like Josh Jacobs as well. The Chargers have been getting gashed on the ground. Joey Bosa's out. It's the 11th easiest matchup there. Nothing wrong with Jacobs. Um, and again, I'm spending more money on, on Chase Edmonds. Another guy that I like who I don't like, I kind of feel like this is how you feel about James Conner, is David Johnson. No, I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah. David Johnson's 5,600 in this matchup against Jacksonville where Houston should be playing with the lead going up against Jake Luton. It's the second easiest matchup for running backs. Um, his last five games, David Johnson has put up 12.6, 11.2, 12.3, 13.9, and 16.4 PPR points. So the ceiling doesn't look like it's there, but what a floor for a guy yeah. at, at 5,600. It's so similar to James Conner, too, except that James Conner's just a tad more explosive, has a little bit more uh, ability to break off a bigger play. Mm-hmm. And they have turned in to one of the safest, two of the safest running back plays week in and week out. You look at their log, they're not, they're not posting under uh, 10 points very often. They both have only done it once this season. Uh, so it makes it pretty easy in cash when they're as cheap as they are. I mean, Connor's pretty expensive in comparison to David Johnson. But if you wanted to go lower, I mean, I I, I know people are going to be spooked by DeAndre Swift's performance, and I think that maybe that this will just turn into more of a tournament play. But Swift at 5,000 against a Minnesota defense that's allowing the third most points per game to to running backs in 2020. I mean, Swift's snap share has gone up every week since, uh, I believe, like week four. Um, And at this point, I think that we've been focusing on matchups so closely this year instead of just playing your certified studs regardless of the matchup, because the matchups have mattered. It feels like have carried more weight this season. So if we're if we're basing our process off of matchups uh, more closely, I think Swift has to be considered when he says cheap as he is. And then you could go down $100 cheaper to Dobbins. But, I mean, are you really taking Dobbins over Gus Edwards against an Indianapolis defense, which we don't 100% believe in quite yet? Um but against the run, uh, you're taking Dobbins over Edwards uh, if you had to pick one. Yeah, I would take Dobbins, but I'm taking neither of them because at the same price there is Justin Jackson. Um, last three games, 14.4, 10.5, 17.2 PPR points with no touchdowns. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. We're worried about Tremaine Pope 
who burst onto the scene last week with 10 carries, 5 receptions for 95 yards and 14.5 fantasy points. Tremaine Pope is out. Josh Kelly has been buns since Eckler got injured, and he actually only played 24% of the snaps last week. It's looking like the Justin Jackson show. We talked about this Raiders-Chargers matchup, how many points we expect to be scored. Juicy matchup here. I love Justin Jackson in this matchup against the Raiders defense at 4,900. And then it's kind of, to me, it's between him or DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas is $100 more expensive. He is $5,000. But when you look at look at what their production, last week, I know DJ Dallas scored 22.8 PPR points. He scored two touchdowns. He had 23 touches for 58 yards. He was wildly inefficient, not good, and completely touchdown reliant. I would bet that he gets in the end zone again this week, high-scoring game against Buffalo. But I would bet that Justin Jackson does more at a cheaper price and hopefully finally gets into the end zone there. Do you have anything on on DJ Dallas? We kind of talked about him this morning before the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I want I want to play him, but it's so much easier to just throw in guys that you know are, are certified ten plus freaks. points. Yeah, certified freaks. <laughs> Seven days a week. Actually, only well, one day a week, but one day a week. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Glad oh, we're on the same page. Okay. <laughs> oh, one other guy to keep your eye on, and this is Stoneman. It's not a good play based on matchup, but if you want to go all the way down, Tony Pollard, Tony Ezekiel Elliott is doubtful, questionable. I don't know. Ezekiel Elliott might not play. They're playing Pittsburgh. We mm, saw what... That's a hell no. But we saw what Dobbins and Gus Edwards did last week I just to the Pittsburgh defense. But Absolutely the line... them. PPR, DraftKings. Tony Pollard is a really good pass catcher. If you have to, if you're going all the way down, no, go don't do it. to Tony. Don't do if it. If Zeke is out. You don't want to do Tony. The, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line is absolutely obliterated right now. Granted... Baltimore lost Stanley last week, but their line is still 20 times the line that Dallas is at this very moment. I ain't playing Pollard. I ain't doing it. That's too risky. We're playing cash. We want safe plays. Pollard is, I know it's a free square, but it feels like a a gamble still. Um, I'd rather just play DJ Dallas. Yeah. Just just don't. don't. I'm not playing him. I'm just throwing it out there. I know. You're teasing him. I, I get it. Um. Wide receivers, a lot of good plays, like quarterback. Um, and because because I, I'm in on Justin Herbert against the Raiders, of course we're going to go back to the well on Keenan Allen. It's it's just a lock every week. Like, if he's in the six six thousand to $7,000 range, I'm, I'm going to be playing him. Uh, it's just It's that easy for me. At 7,000, Keenan Allen is the play if you're running Justin Herbert or even if you're running Russell Wilson. I think it's going to be harder to formulate a lineup with that much money being spent on quarterback and wide receiver with Keenan and Russ. But I like Justin and, and Keenan Allen. But the the guy I, I just I love this week has to be Brandon Cooks 
at 5,500 against Jacksonville because the last time he played against Jacksonville, people were losing hope on Brandon Cooks. He was basically done for. And then he busts open with an 8 for 161 and a touchdown. Is there any chance that he does this again this week? Yeah, I think so. And I think if you're playing Deshaun Watson, the play is Brandon Cooks with him and not Will Fuller. Will Fuller is 6,800. I believe, and then Brandon Cooks is down there at 55. That's the play. Uh, Brandon Cooks is vacuuming up targets, and he looks really good. There was a lot of concussion concerns with him. And, I mean, it applies to anyone. Anyone can go out on on one hit. But, yeah, I really like Brandon Cooks. My lock, my guy, this week is going to be Julio Jones because we have Calvin Ridley out. And Julio gets to play the Denver secondary who is mediocre, I think. Bryce, would you agree with that? No A.J. Bouye. Absolutely torchable by Julio Jones. Yeah. He went seven for 137 last week. I think he I think he scores a touchdown here. Um, he's cheaper than DeAndre Hopkins, D.K. Metcalf, Stephon Diggs, all guys that I like. Uh, but Julio's upside at 72. He's a guy that I'm locking in. Um, a guy that I'm going to go back to that kind of burned me last week was Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. DK Metcalf is 7800 and Tyler Lockett is $1,000 cheaper. DK is unplayable. At 68 DK is unplayable. Uh, Tredavious White coverage, most likely. And how the Buffalo defense plays is they really lock up uh, the boundaries on the outside, and they're a slot funnel defense. And who does that tailor to? Clearly, it's Tyler Lockett. And him running in the middle. If I'm playing Russell Wilson, clearly I'm playing Tyler Lockett. I really want to play Stephon Diggs. Yeah, he's just he's just kind he's of just too a, much. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I was looking at the same thing because building lineups this morning. I, I I had him in there. I literally could not find a way to to keep a good lineup where I was convinced that I was going to win money with Diggs in it. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't do it because you can go $400 cheaper to Keenan Allen, who's going to have the same type of upside in a, in a matchup that isn't as favorable as you know playing against Seattle, of course. But right. with Lockett, a whole $1,000 cheaper, you find a way to get him in there, and then you go down to Brandon Cooks. I was looking at DJ Moore quite a bit. Yep. I mean, that one seems... Very tantalizing in the game. You know they're going to have to throw, but I mean, KC's played well defensively. I can see people getting spooked a little bit by it, but for the most part, this can be a high passing volume game. Uh, unless Christian McCaffrey gets a million touches, which I don't think they're planning on doing this week. I don't think they're just going to rush him back into 20 plus touches. So, uh, DJ Moore is very interesting. And if you wanted to go really cheap, I see Darnell Mooney at 3900 against Tennessee, but why not Visca instead at $300 cheaper? I just think because of Jake Luton, right? Yeah. You just don't know what to expect. Visca, we really like Visca. We like Visca and Dynasty. Unfortunately, in my opinion, he's been pretty underwhelming this year. Uh, he hasn't done much. There's a lot of two catches, three catches for 30 yards, 40 yards. He had one game where I think he almost got to 100, but... I, again, the matchup against Houston's good. Worried about Jake Luton a little bit there. And then just the fact that 
I think Darnell Mooney's probably been more productive than LaVisca Chenault has. A lot more targets this year. A lot sure. more targets. Yeah. So, yeah, the three cheap options that I really like, I'm going to deem as great plays this week, is Darnell Mooney. He played 100% snapshare last week, ran 45 routes, six targets, five receptions, 69 yards, touchdown, 18 PPR fantasy points. And you get that guy at 3,900 against Tennessee. He's one. The he next just, one. He just needs Nick Foles to connect with him. He's mm-hmm. missed him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of air yards there. Um, he's absolutely fried. Jalen Ramsey, other other DBs where Nick Foles, unfortunately, just just absolutely missed him. The The second cheap option that I really like was we got news this morning that Sammy Watkins is out for the Chiefs. So, no, not McCole Hardman, but Demarcus Robinson mm. at 3,200. Uh, 11.9, and then, unfortunately, a 1.4 dud. And then 16.3 fantasy points over his last three. He played 97.2% of the snaps week six against Buffalo. His targets those three weeks were six, one, and then five. Again, that outlier week where he had one target, um, 1.4 fantasy points. I'm not really concerned about that. You're getting Patrick Mahomes' third pass catcher at 3,200 in a game that, that I like. And... Man, Demarcus Robinson is really kind of that that free square guy that not a lot of people like playing. He's kind of unattractive, but every time you feel like you look at his box score, he's got five for 67, and at that price, I'm gobbling that up. My last guy, this is big brain shit right here. This is big brain shit. Jimmy Neutron got a blast. Brain blast. Isaiah Ford got traded to New England. It was like one of the most random... And only action that we saw. They seeked him out. They went and got him for a reason. So, But we're not playing Isaiah Ford. Oh. He was playing 54% of the snaps for the Dolphins and 88% from the slot. Many people thought this was to open up space for Lynn Bowden. But he is out. Insert. Jakeem Grant into the slot. Jakeem Grant. Stoneman. $3,000 on DraftKings. They're playing Arizona, who's coming off a bye. The last slot receiver that Arizona played was Tyler Lockett, who put up 15 for 203 touchdowns. Arizona actually absolutely clamps outside receivers. So Devontae Parker, Preston Williams are going to be locked up. Insert Jakeem Grant into the slot, who I think that really Isaiah Ford was traded to get, let's get Jakeem Grant some touches. He's had a punt, an 88-yard punt return for a touchdown last week. It feels like every week when we're watching Red Zone, Scott Hansen flashes to Miami, and it's a punt or a kickoff to Jakeem Grant, and he's just absolutely just flying around. So I think he's going to take Isaiah Ford's slot snaps. Again, he played 55%. That role is gone. There, who, who, who's getting put in there? It's going to be Jakeem Grant, Arizona gets torched by slot receivers. That's my big brain play of the week. You watch on Sunday, Jakeem Grant. Alert, alert. Do not play Jakeem Grant. (laughs) Don't do that. But I think that even though you're not going to play Jakeem Grant, that you can still be right. You can still be right. I just don't think people have the nuts 
I don't think you need the nuts, though. So my my point is here is you're spending down so much on Jakeem Green at $3,000 that it's allowing me to play Tyler Lockett, Julio Jones, uh, Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Chase Edmonds, Justin Jackson, Irv Smith, who you're spending down that we're going to talk about here in a second, and a defense. That's really the the nuts and bolts of, of my the cash nuts and bolts. Uh, enough about my big brain wide receivers here. Let's go to tight end. <laughs> okay. Well, you talked about Irv, 2,900 against Detroit. That's the cheapest option. It's as low as we'll go. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on Irv. Uh, I think we talk about Irv every week because he's always the cheapest yeah. option. Uh, tight end is really hard this week. Um, I started with Hayden Hurst uh, just because it's easy points. But... It was tough making a lineup with him in it where I, I absolutely fell in love. And knowing that Janu is $200 cheaper, I found more room to, with that $200, to, to play uh, lineups that I liked, that I felt more confident in. But you're not going to pay $7,200 for Kelsey. That's not going to happen. Waller's interesting at $5,800, but once again, still way too expensive. Gasecki. Interesting, very interesting at 4,400. But every week, I'm always going to play the cheapest tight end with the highest upside. I'm always going to play the quarterback for the most part with the highest upside, unless it's a uh, Russell Wilson matchup like we've talked about this week. Um, what do you like on the tight end slate the most? So I'm playing Irv Smith because he's the one that fits. But my favorite play is is Noah Fant at 4,600. Uh, Mark Andrews' price is crazy. That's the lowest he's going to be priced. And yeah, this no year, kidding. 4,800. Yeah. Uh, matchup is an incredible again against Indianapolis. But back to Noah Fant, the easiest matchups matchup for tight ends this year in the NFL is against Atlanta. I mentioned a Drew Locke, Noah Fant stack. I think Noah Fant could absolutely smash right here. We're not sure about what Tim Patrick's status is, but regardless – like Jerry Judy, I think Noah Fant right now might be Drew Locke's favorite target. I think Judy got 10 targets last week, but he only caught four of them. Uh, so I think the reliableness of Noah Fant in this matchup, 4,600, again, he unfortunately just doesn't really fit into my lineup. I wish he was cheaper, but the the four guys that are in my, my pool – is Noah Fant, Hayden Hurst, Johnny Smith, and, and Irv Smith. And I, I do want to say I think that Judy is very close, if not this week, mm-hmm. to popping off and having his breakout week, essentially. Um, I, I know there's a lot of concern around the league regarding Drew Locke, and people are watching tape are seeing Judy getting open almost on every play. It's a matter of time before Judy pops off. And if you do want to take a gamble and tourney, Judy might be a good play, and this might be the week to do it. Yeah, absolutely the matchup. Your third easiest matchup for, for wide receivers is against this Atlanta secondary. I don't think we need to spend any more time on this, right? I mean, it's pretty it's pretty thin for tight end. Uh, there's just so many good receivers that you'd want to play this week. We're trying to find money to put put towards that position. Defense, 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 defense. I have an easy one. I don't even need to discuss any of the other ones. I'm going 
the Giants against Washington, 2,700. That's one of the cheapest options out there that has, once again, the highest potential points. Um, I see Atlanta at 2,500 against Denver, but I think Denver's going to put some points on Atlanta, and there is going to be uh, always a possibility of a turnover with Drew Locke as quarterback. That's just naturally right now, that's kind of the situation there. So I could see, you know, if they're, if they're trying to throw 20, 30 times a game in this in this matchup, that Drew Locke might throw one or two picks possibly, but he's gonna he's gonna come back with I think multiple touchdowns. So I'm avoiding that one just a little bit. Um, it is at Denver, so it's most likely going to be cold. I don't think it's I don't as far as I know it's not a snow game. So I, between Atlanta having to play in a dome and moving Denver, I think that's just a tough game for Atlanta in general. Um, but I think the Giants, I think the Giants is the pick. I, I don't really, I didn't like any of the other options. I, I think that we're, we're always trying to play the cheap option here and, and the Giants fit that fit that mold and uh, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, it's pretty clear what our strategy is here is you're either paying for Pittsburgh, um, who is playing a shitty quarterback, but their defense is really good. But clearly the strategy here is the three other games that we have picked is against Kyle Allen, Drew Locke, and whoever Matt Stafford's backup quarterback is. So we're just targeting defenses who are playing kind of shitty quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, maybe guys are going to turn the ball over, inaccurate guy like Drew Locke. The Giants defense, Atlanta defense, and Minnesota defense are not elite whatsoever. Uh, but we don't, we don't really care. We're just kind of targeting that, that game environment where we think there could be turnovers and take advantage of an inexperienced quarterback or a bad quarterback making mistakes. So, yeah, I, I'm not going up to Pittsburgh at 4,900. Um, they could actually be a really good tournament play for that fact that nobody's going to go up to them, right? No, I don't want to spend 4,900 on DraftKings on a defense. So in a, in a tournament, James Conner, Pittsburgh defense, really like that. Uh, anything else? There's going to be turnovers in that game. Yeah, and Dallas isn't going to score. Sacks, fumbles. I don't even, we don't even. We still don't even know who's playing quarterback for Dallas, right? So I not Ben uh, I think it's Gilbert. Gilbert, not yeah, not Cooper Rush. You could see both of them. We have no clue. So like clearly in like a seasonal league, obviously the defensive play of the week is Pittsburgh. But at price, we go down and save the two thousand or so dollars. Anything else about defense or move on? No, give us our tourney plays this week. Okay, so instead of kind of giving you full tournament lineups, what I want to do is the way to win tournaments is to find some leverage and find some contrarian plays to build around. Your whole lineup doesn't have to be contrarian. I think we've talked about multiple times about why contrarian lineups are bad is because it's contrarian because it's a bad play. And plays are chalky because they're, they're good plays, right? So having a whole contrarian lineup is not a good idea. These are my favorite pieces that I'm going to build around in tournaments this week. This week. And at quarterback... It's Lamar Jackson. I wanted to play him in cash. We talked about his price at sixty nine hundred. What what he's capable of. I don't. I'm not even going to spend that that long in talking about him because we all know what Lamar Jackson's capable of. His ownership is going to be down around probably six, seven, eight percent when you got other guys up at eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. He's going to be uh, middle ownership. We know what he's capable of, and at that price. The thing is, I'm like sort of worried about who I would stack him with because Mark Andrews hasn't really done anything. He's due. 
he's due. That's Hollywood bad process. Brown, That's right. bad process. You right. never want to go without he's due. But ho- yeah, Hollywood he's due. Brown has been complaining on Twitter, deleted his tweet that he's not getting the ball enough. So kind of squeaky wheel candidate there. Uh, and then the run back option. Question. Here's a great question. What about Willie Sneed? What about Willie Sneed? Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed's prop, yardage prop, um, on Oregon scoreboard. I was looking last night. It was like 22 and a half yards. Wow. And he has one goose egg this year. He's got a 20-yard game and then another something close to a goose egg, six or seven yards or whatever. But he's gone over that in four of their seven games. He had 100 yards against Pittsburgh last week. Yep, and he put up 100 last week. That is another really good leverage piece. Yeah. If people do get to Lamar Jackson, then they think that's probably contrarian, and they go Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown. <laughs> Toss in Willie Sneed there and play Willie Sneed. I really like that. Another guy, we're just betting on talent here, is Amari Cooper. Uh, he's 5600 This Again, this is probably going to be the lowest price Amari Cooper's ever going to be. The matchup is ugly. The quarterback is ugly. Um, but it's actually somehow – the fourth easiest matchup for wide receivers against, is against the Pittsburgh defense. Why? Because the Pittsburgh run defense is so dominant, so good, that teams literally can't run on them. So what do you do? You, you have to throw the ball. Who, who's Unless your name's uh, Jonathan – I mean, Jordan Wilkins. Yeah. <laughs> so who, whoever's playing quarterback for Dallas most likely is going to latch on to Omari Cooper – Zeke Elliott is, I think I just read, Zeke Elliott's out. Uh, mm. So the we like CeeDee Lamb Breaking in, news. in Dynasty. But Amari Cooper at that price is going to catch absolutely no ownership and could be fed the ball from whoever the hell is, is playing quarterback for Dallas. Uh, at wide receiver, banking on talent here. We talked about him for cash, and we're not going to play him. Christian McCaffrey. Hello? If you ever have an opportunity to play Christian McCaffrey at low ownership because of price and because of workload concerns, you play the dude. Is he not capable of going for 40 fantasy points and being low owned? Absolutely. What we heard Matt Rule say is that they have two running backs and we're not going to feed one guy. What if they do? And you miss out on Christian McCaffrey when nobody's playing him because of price and because of uh, workload concerns, people are going to buy into the coach speak. Yeah. smoke and mirrors. Yep. So he's going to be low owned. I will have multiple Christian McCaffrey lineups, and especially because it's such a good opportunity to game stack where you can play. I don't know how it works, but probably pricing wise, Patrick Mahomes, maybe McCall Hardman, where you fade Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Maybe you go like we were doing in cash and play Demarcus Robinson. You play DJ Moore. Like this game is awesome. And one of the lowest owned pieces is going to be Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Um, last guy for leverage contrarian play is Derek Carr. Because we talked about this game having the ability to pop off. I think if most people are stacking this game, they're going to play Herbert and not go all the way down to Derek Carr. Uh, again, averaging 18 fantasy points per game. The Chargers' last games have popped off, and Derek Carr is cheaper then, then Justin Herbert, like $1,100 cheaper or $1,000 cheaper. Um, and then the question is, who, who do you play? Who are you playing with Derek Carr? Probably probably Ruggs, probably Waller. I think Nelson Aguilar was not good last week, plus Brian Edwards is back this week, so that's going to kind of fizzle 
out, Nelson Aguilar would be my guess. So I don't know. If you had to pick one run back with Derek Carr, are you playing the tight end? Are you going to go Rugs or maybe Renfro? In, turn- in tournament, I think you I think you've got a you got a bank on Rugs having a big week, right? Yeah. Darren Waller is the easy pick, and I think there's going to be more ownership there. Ruggs is going to be cheap or cheaper, and I, think, I just think that that one makes the most sense. He's the most boom potential. Is is Brian, you know, Brian Edwards coming back this week? Yes. Is Brian that, Edwards practicing full, should be back. Don't know what his role is going to be. It's probably going to be limited. Limited, uh, yeah. Not playing him anywhere. Uh, but I think what's good for Brian Edwards is two weeks ago, Nelson Aguilar had a really good week, and it's, it's like, oh, shit. What about Nelson Aguilar? When Brian Edwards comes back, he's probably not going to do anything because Nelson Aguilar really has taken over this wide receiver one role in Las Vegas, and then he was absolute dog shit last week. Yeah. I know that the weather was terrible in Cleveland. It was a 16-6 to ball game. They didn't throw that much, but I think the Raiders are holding out hope and know that Brian Edwards is good. And Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar is not going to block Brian Edwards – Maybe this week, sure. But long-term, rest of the season, no. I, I, a lot of people were flying to the waivers to pick up Nelson Aguilar. Me as a Raider fan, uh, not not quite there. Okay. To finish up today, we have a Week 9 flag plant. The guy we are planting the flag on. Chase, what are the parameters? Is it cash? Is this for tourney? Is this for... Overall, just a guy that's going to dominate in DFS this week. What is what are the parameters for this? Yep, nailed it. Last thing you said. Overall, guy is going to dominate. Cash tournament prop bets. You fucking name it. This is the guy. This is our guy. My guy for the week. Come Sunday, red zones on. Every time they flash this game, I'm watching for this guy to pop off. Bryce, I'll flip it to you first. Your week nine flag plant. So I put I have like four guys. <laughs> I can't pick one. I have James. I originally put James Conner, but I'm not going to do that. I don't. I'm not going to do. That. I don't. I, I, the ceiling might be there, but I think there are bigger ceilings. James Robinson sneaky because I think that that offense has been obviously running through him and giving him as much as he could possibly handle. And against Houston, I think that's going to continue. Uh, with Jake Luton under center, Like, I think that's just the easy way for them to move the ball down the field. They're going to give it to James Robinson. But knowing that the Las Vegas Raiders secondary is the way that it is, I think Keenan Allen is in for a massive week nine. Yeah, This is a multiple touchdown game with like – 75 plus yards I think this is the the big the biggest Keenan week he's going to have this season I just kind of have this gut feeling that the Raiders are going to be able to move the ball down the field and it's going to force the Chargers to have to keep throwing and Keenan is going to roast every DB on that on that Raiders defense I think Keenan Allen is my flag plant officially but Brandon Cooks is like Right there with him because I've we saw what he did against Jacksonville and that's totally possible uh, again this week. So it's really it's really close between all those guys for me. But I'm going Keenan. Keenan, love it. Raiders fan. So it hurts, cheap. but I would be close to planting my flag on Keenan Allen too. DraftKings finally priced him up too. He was 62. Oh my god! Last week. Uh, and we played him in cash, yeah. and uh, we played Hunter Henry with him as well, but played Keenan in cash, caught a touchdown, 100 yards, 
something like yeah keenan allen finally priced up his target share is ridiculous 30 something percent good flag plant there on keenan allen it's the volume and the bad defense right yep mine is my fellow chase chase edmonds this Mm -hmm. is chase edmonds week we've been waiting for this for a while it's pretty clear that he is a better running back than Kenyon Drake. I think yes. from week one, Kenyon Drake has sort of looked like what David Johnson looked like trotting around last year. And we've seen the explosion from Chase Edmonds. I talked about his low snap share and the production that he's put out. Despite that, now I think with nobody behind him. Uh, nobody behind him. DJ Foster. Who the, who the hell is DJ Foster? I think Never Chase, heard of him. Chase Edmonds could play every single snap in this game against Miami, and I'm 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 all in. All the chips are in on Chase. I like it. I like it. I I, I I'm only hesitant because I know Miami's got this. I don't know overwhelming confidence that they're all of a sudden going to win, and I think that they're they're just really going for it at this point by playing Tua, and the defense is better than what people give it credit for. But Chase Edmonds is good. I think I think we both agree that Chase Edmonds is good. He's a better back. We know that Arizona looks better when they play Chase Edmonds. They move the ball easier. It's I mean, I think I think it's hard not to play him. Do we have anything else to add, Chase? That's it. Uh play Chase Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh thanks for joining us again on our DFS Saturday Sweat episode. It's going to be a good week. I say that every week, but this is the week. We, we love the matchups. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good plays. I don't think there's a lot you can go wrong with, but uh, we're going to have a bounce back week this week. Uh, I think we feel a lot more confident in week nine. We will talk tutties with you next week on Thursday. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.